A-Town. FM, Arizona's sports station. Well-worn blue jeans, crisply pressed slacks. Wolf and Luke. Even though you could go ahead and dance to this, ladies and gentlemen, grab your best girl, my brothers. Um, it wasn't exactly what I had in mind. Oh, 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 oh. oh no! They I'm sorry, up. newsroom. This is the most beautiful thing in the world if you're trying to get ready to play in an NFL game, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, um, I just found out, I believe, and I hope I'm not outing anybody in this, but I just found out that I am going to crank the siren on Monday night. Are you really? (laughs) When did you find that out? I just found it out, as a matter of fact. I guess there... I, I, I hope I'm not blowing my cover... But I'm going to smear the eye black on and crank the siren, Um, metaphorically speaking, of course. Cannot wait for this game coming up for so many different reasons, not the least of which is somebody's going down. Somebody is going down on the line of scrimmage. Will it be the Arizona Cardinals that go down, or will it be the Los Angeles Rams that go down? This game is going to be won or lost on the line of scrimmage. It's the thing that is the most fascinating to me, even now, with Kyler Murray. Look, everybody, it's Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, Christian Kirk. Oh, my goodness. The list goes on and on and on, does it not, Matthew Stafford? All the talent that's going to be on this field, and yet this game <laughs> this game on Monday night is going to be decided by butt guts. 330-pound dudes. Guys who got big guts and strong butts. Here it is. In the NFC West, ladies and gentlemen, is it going to come down to, man, how many touchdowns Kyler Murray throws? Yes, it probably will. How many touchdowns James Conner scores? Yeah, you're probably right on that right there, fantasy football owner. It's probably going to... But none of it is going to matter, of course. None of it. It's all going to be about the line of scrimmage. Can I give you a prediction right now? Can I can I be so bold as to give you a prediction right now? I hate predictions, but here's one. Write it down. The team that protects its quarterback the best and the team that actually opens up holes for its skill the most wins this game. The offensive line in a gross overstatement. A gross exaggeration of the truth. The offensive line will decide who wins this game. I mean, bringing it right down to the line of scrimmage once again. Isn't that right, Rodney Hudson? Justin Pugh, are you going to be ready to come out and brawl? Are you going to be ready to go, DJ Humphreys? Calvin Beecham, 
come out and brawl because this is where this game is going to be won or lost. Are you ready to do that right now? I don't know what's going to happen on Monday night. I really don't. I have no idea, but I can tell you right now, the anticipation level for me personally, man, I, I, I love Big Red. I bleed Big Red. Ever since I played, I had my best years for the Arizona Cardinals. I had my best years as a pro playing for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Arizona Cardinals, the Phoenix Cardinals. I had my best years, bar none. I, I, I cannot wait to see this because I haven't seen it ever. Not playing for the Arizona Cardinals and not actually calling a game for the Cardinals. Where the Arizona Cardinals could be the best team in the league. I've never seen it before. And Monday night awaits. What do you mean metaphorically with the eye black? Are you not going to wear eye black? I, 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 I feel like you got to wear eye black. I've, I've, I act like I'm streaking it on. Yeah, but not metaphorically. And, metaf- and then crank the siren. I'm just telling you. But in this case, I feel like you need to. No pressure. Um, line drive kick. Sickahama will return it from the 47 yard line. Comes right. And his all man knocked him down. Okay. At least they called you captain. Oh, well, I was I the know, captain. but at least they pointed that out. Okay, well, thank you. And to, and to add injury to insult, about four or five of the Eagles walked up and patted him on the rear end and say, great tackle. I don't know how far he would have gone, but we'll never know. The ball was... <laughs> <laughs> Just... Uh, was that Hank Stram? Was that Hank Stram? It had to be Hank Stram. That's Hank. a great call. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I, I did. I, I ran into, as I was trying to set the wall, coming back, peeling mm-hmm. back, Vi didn't run around me. Um, <laughs> I've seen I was, the video. You made I, it tough. Well, okay, but I, it wasn't like I tried to tackle him. Don't make it sound like I tried to tackle him. I ran into my own guy. That's right, and it probably was the best tackle I've ever made. <laughs> um, and by the way, I will tell you right now, those Philadelphia Eagles guys who came up to me, yeah, um, they were getting their butts kicked the entire game. And I'll guarantee I was telling them about it. So when I made that tackle on my own guy, that's why two players came, (laughs) two Eagles came over. I was on the ground. I was hurt because it hurt. Were you actually hurt? I was. Oh. Well, yeah. What do you think I was doing? Faking it? No, no, but like you can't tell in the video. Like, were you injured or were you just like, well, I didn't expect to run into somebody. I'm a little like <laughs> no, off I right was, now. No, I, I figure it out, Luke. <laughs> figure it out what happened. Go back and think about <laughs> just... how I hit him, and just kind of figure it <laughs> okay, out. I, okay, I, it's not that hard um, to figure can, out. Can we tweet that out? By the way, have we tweeted that out? We probably already have. Oh yeah, it's definitely Moore, on, yeah, on the exactly. internet. Okay, Look, I mean, she found the audio. Just so people know what it is that we're talking about right now, uh, tweet that out if you don't mind. I'm not embarrassed. I just want to be clear: the Eagles players that came up to congratulate slash thank you—that's because you had already been talking to them all oh, game. Oh, that's because yes, I or was that just... increased more talk. Oh no, that's because Both. I was destroying them. Okay, at that point. At least I like to remember it that way. Well, you apparently had an impact on them because they made sure to find you instantly. <laughs> they, they did. 
All right, when we come back, um, this time we really are going to talk about the Suns. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> so uh, DeAndre Ayton questionable for tonight. We'll get into it next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Give me a beat. Dusty work boots, shiny leather loafers. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. I, I was already looking forward to Monday Night Football, but now if you're really going to be operating no, a siren, this is going to be outstanding. No, I, I hope I didn't out anybody there. I hope I'm okay saying that. We can edit all this out. I cannot wait to do it. They might rescind the offer now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but... Crank the siren for the Monday night game. Yeah, come out of the tunnel. Come out of the tunnel, baby. Come out of the tunnel, ready to ball. All right, the Suns are back in action tonight, and this this, this is how messed up their schedule had been up until this week. Chris Paul was asked, hey, is rust a concern? Is rust a concern? Hmm? Rust? Rust? After being away. It's an all-star break. (laughs) You know what I mean? We shoot every day. You know what I mean? We shoot basketball every single day, so not at all. does feel like it's been a while, and it's only been since Monday. But a typical Suns week this year, they would have played Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, and and this week it's Monday, then Friday. It's never a good thing when the the subject of your question asks you what? Well. Twice, right? Yeah. That that's man. It's not great. Mm, it's, I I mean I think it's a legitimate question, isn't it? <laughs> you haven't played in a while, maybe. Got two days off from Monty uh, Williams, which you're two never two days get. off that you never get. Um, I no, I wouldn't have asked it, but I don't want to make it sound like it was ridiculous to ask that question. It does feel like somebody comes up whenever Chris Paul or Monty Williams talks. I know they're at practice. I've been out there. But it seems like somebody comes up and just dribbles right behind Chris Paul when he's talking. Maybe yeah, it's Chris right. Paul dribbling as he's talking. You know what? It's probably Mikael Bridges. Probably. Who wants to hear what he's saying. You know, <laughs> Mikael, the joy that Mikael Bridges plays the game of basketball is motivating to me. It's like, Chris, we haven't seen each other in 45 minutes. I'm going to come over and listen I'm to your serious. interview. Uh, this the is joy. This is Chris Paul uh, asked what he did with his days off. Monty Williams did give them a couple of days off this week. Like not just, hey, we don't have a game tonight. Like take the day off, get away from basketball. And uh, and Chris Paul said, Get a few golf balls. Uh, just got to watch games, lift a little bit, and get a chance to sort of miss the gym a little bit. But he did say, you know, he still saw a couple of his teammates. Man, it's great. It's great. Um, we always talk about it, man. We're together more than we with our own families. You know what I mean? So um, when you get back together after a couple of days like that, like I still seen some of the guys the other day. Mikhail came over my house yesterday. We still see each other, you know. But it's good. It's good for a team like us to, to get that and then get back in here and get ready for tomorrow. See, now I can't hear it without thinking of Mikhail just dribbling right next to him. Like, yeah, that's right. So cool. One of the great things about it is the love that you have in your heart for a lot of your teammates. And I'm sure that it's it's something that is emphasized even more with the Suns inside their locker room. Um, it's weird because when you've got 60 guys in a locker room, and that's what we had, ladies and gentlemen, back when I was playing, when you had 60 guys, some guys were on 
injured reserve. Some guys were not, of course. We really didn't have the practice squad. But you had about 60 guys that typically would be in that locker room right there. You didn't get along with all of them. You didn't. And you didn't, frankly, like all of them. But you you worked with them. You had to work with them. They were your teammates. Yet everyone knew. They knew. You knew. You know what? We're not going to be fast friends. It's not going to be like you and I are going to go hang out. It's not going to be like you and I are going to be, oh, I don't know, Louis Sharp and, and how I was with Louis Sharp. Um, the fact that our, we, we'd have Christmases together, Thanksgivings together, our families. You know, I mean, the love that you have in your heart for so many of your teammates, and I did, it was still one of the best things about playing in the National Football League was that bond that I had with so many of my teammates, a bond that I will see them today, ladies and gentlemen, after not seeing them for three decades, and and the bond is there. Still there. It's one of the coolest things about So when I listen to Mikael Bridges, yeah, yeah, Mikael came over to the house I guarantee you, Chris Paul's kids, they probably look at Mikal Bridges like he's a second uncle or a second cousin. I hope that doesn't change with this team. It's one of the most endearing qualities the Suns team has. You know, even if they win a title this year, I hope that doesn't change. I don't think it will. I guess maybe I shouldn't say I hope it doesn't change if they win a title. I hope it doesn't change when Chris Paul ultimately retires, which is probably not going to be within the next year or two. But it felt like him getting here, Monty Williams getting here, really brought everybody together. And not in such a way where it's like, okay, we all have to be together. We're teammates. It just it does feel natural with this team. Now, I want to play this clip. I haven't heard it yet, but I, I always always try and play anything with Chris Paul talking about DeAndre Ayton and his growth. DeAndre Ayton likely not, I shouldn't say likely not, questionable for tonight with a non-COVID illness. But Chris Paul also yesterday was asked about DeAndre Ayton's evolution. He ain't been unbelievable. You know what I mean? Some nights is offense, some nights is defense, some nights is both. But uh, like we expect that from him. You know what I mean? I think when he had them big games where it might be like 22 to 15 and stuff, everybody would be like, oh, but we'd be like, damn right, he should be doing that. <laughs> you know, we expect that from him. Man, Devin was talking about it today. He still got so much room for growth, and there's not a lot of people around that's like him. How do you compare the progress he's made compared to, like, October of last year when in your first couple of games together? That's too far. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't remember that. I just remember it's all a process. Like, when you see stuff during the game or something like that, conversations that are had, sometimes it is an argument. But then, you know, three months later, because of that argument, then, you know, it gives somebody perspective. This is how do it. This is how we do it. Um, that was really, really good and cut off quickly right there. That was abrupt. It, yeah. Did you do that on purpose? I didn't do that. Oh, you didn't That music that. Just, just played. So was, who was that? This is how okay. we do it. Okay, that was Maloney right there because Maloney wanted me to, this is how we do it. Yeah, and see, cut it off. she got I what say, she wanted yeah, and then well, she cut yeah, it off. Um, we got hot sauce to get to here. You know, oh, we have hot sauce. Oh, yeah, Not right here, right. but in like right, five minutes. Yeah, right. da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Ball, this is how we do it. Um, I love the fact that he's talking about DeAndre Ayton and the fact that it was an argument. This is what happens. I, I It's so it's so base to do this in a locker room base in Orleans. Why aren't you doing it? 
If you're not arguing, if you're not walking up and holding somebody else accountable, if there's never a dust up in the locker room, what are you doing? Where is your competitive fire? That's the question I would ask. So when I hear CP3 literally reference that, saying, hey, listen, you know, it was an argument three months ago, but because of that, we have some goodness now. Yeah. Right? And that's not what he said, of course, but that's what he meant. Well, yeah, I mean, when you hear Chris Paul talk about it, first of all, every time we're watching a game, we're kind of like, hey, I wonder what, what CP3 is saying to DA right now. Right. You know what I mean? And they're not, they're not always arguing, but sometimes he just said, yeah, sometimes we are. And when you hear Chris Paul talk about it, doesn't it just kind of sort of rings true that, yeah, sometimes we are, and it's intentional on CP3's part. Yeah. Like, I need, yes. you know what, I, I need to chew you out. Sorry we're in front yep. of all these people, but I got to chew you out on November 17th. So on May 3rd, you're helping us advance to the second round exactly, of the playoffs. Exactly right. And, you know, to DeAndre Ayton's credit, and we've talked about this many, many times, he's absorbed that. He takes it. He's very coachable, which says so much about his lack of ego, and that's something Monty Williams has also referenced as well. The fact that he is he's malleable and the fact he's got so much more development to do. I love the fact that CP also referenced Devin Booker in that regard, that they both were looking at him saying he's got so much more to do, so much more room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's pretty good right now. Yeah, it's not like he's bad. It's not like you're looking at him. And the other thing is we've seen maybe not his absolute ceiling, but, like, we have seen him be great now in the playoffs. So it's not just a hypothetical where it's like, you know, look at all the the tools he has. If he puts them all together someday, he'd be great. Like, we saw it. He's done it. We saw it in the playoffs. Correct. He's just got to do it more consistently. And that's really, at at this point, that's more his teammates talking than anybody else. That's just, that is a great cut from CP. Text us your thoughts on the Suns as they get back in action tonight against the Celtics to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, it is Friday afternoon. That means it's time to drink hot sauce (laughs) and spew some fiery hot takes on today's biggest sports topics. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Oh, it was hot. <laughs> the segment with hot topics and even hotter sauce. You want an atomic pepper? I got some milk. This is Hot Takes with Wolf and Luke. Yeah, why not? Friday afternoon going into a football weekend. It's time for hot takes. The way this works (laughs) is Maloney's going to throw out a topic of discussion. We have to take a shot of hot sauce that's in front of us before we can answer the question or participate in the conversation. It has a circus feel to it, does it not? Most of the show does, yes. Um, Maloney, is there ever going to be a day where you just throw in like a ghost pepper one and don't tell us? No, I think I would be mean. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Would you notice? If it was ghost pepper? Um, I'm sure I would. Because sometimes you just drink these during the break. Anyway. All right, guys. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to start right here. Mike McCarthy versus the Washington football team. All right. I'm taking the shot. You guys okay, the go ahead. Yeah. You, you go ahead. <laughs> mm. I forgot how awful that is. Okay. That was... Uh, Mike McCarthy versus the Washington didn't drink football that one right. team, guys. Oh, <laughs> You know what? I was I was oh. shocked to find out that oh, I can feel this one that um, that Washington hasn't lost the game since October thirty first. 
Oh my wow. goodness, man. That felt like that was hotter than usual. Okay. <laughs> they pulled what together was over that, there? Maloney? Mike McCarthy versus the Washington football team. <laughs> I think he just gave me the hiccups for like the first time in my life. You know, forget about Mike McCarthy. How about Chuck Noll? Can you give me a beat right now? I'm just going to do Please it, Mal. do it. I'm just going to do it right now. That's right, Basinonians. The year was 1983, and my brother Craig was starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was seconds away from playing in a playoff game against the, Le- the Los Angeles Raiders. Wait a minute. Chuck Noll, the Steelers head coach, was the Bill Belichick of my youth. He had won four Super Bowls. He called his team together around him in the locker room for the pregame speech. He said, men, there were two monks, one old and one young, and they were walking along the side of a stream. They came to a ford in the stream and saw a damsel on the other side of the stream. The old monk said to her, may I help you? The damsel said, the water is too high for me, father. The old monk crossed the ford picked the damsel up and carried her across the stream. He put her down on the other side and bid her adieu. She thanked him profusely and scurried on her way. After walking in silence for some time, the young man turned to the old monk and said, Father, you know it is unlawful for us to touch a woman. Why did you do that? The old monk stopped, turned, and looked at the young monk and said, she needed to get to the other side. Now let's go get the Raiders! The year was 1983, and Chuck Knoll was trying to fire his team up for the playoffs. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Oh, it was hot. The segment with hot topics and even hotter sauce. You want an atomic pepper? I got some milk. This is Hot Takes with Wolf and Luke. Hold on. If I I'm feel gonna, so right. much better. If I'm doing shots of hot sauce that may or may not be giving me hiccups, you can't tell random stories about monks from the early 80s. Oh, you should like it because it gets you off the hook for taking another shot of hot. That's so. true. Keep can, talking. Can you imagine that was what Chuck Knoll said to his team before the game to get them fired up? Are you kidding me? I got a new shot right here. I'm ready. Uh, take over, Playing at home versus playing on the road. All right. Mm. That one's not as bad. Um, yeah, because you sipped it. You didn't take it. I'm, I'm sipping it to get the full effect. Oh, that that was chunky. Don't drink the chunky one, then. Mm. Playing at home should be an advantage. Oh, that, that's not good. Playing at home should be an advantage. Uh, for the Cardinals, it's 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 going to need to be an advantage because they're going to be playing at home here for most of, if not all, of the playoffs. You know, Wolf, it's tough to talk when you have hot sauce in your mouth is what I'm realizing. You know what? Here's a hot take for you right here. Um, Red Sea, it is time for you to rise up and make waves at State Farm Stadium. It is time for you as a fan and once again, I will never tell you what to do. You, you do whatever you want to do with your ticket. But if you're part of the Red Sea, don't, don't sell your tickets to anybody coming from L.A. Even for that matter, the rest of the way, whatever happens, don't sell your tickets. Don't do it. Make it a home field advantage for real in every way, shape, and form. 
Red Sea, that'd be a good name for hot sauce. Who represents the heart of the Suns more? Mikel Bridges versus Jay Crowder. Oh, man, that is that is good. You know, I didn't even have the no, hot sauce. No, you drink that up. Um, I'm going to say Mikel Bridges, but uh, Jay Crowder's right there. Mikel Bridges is like, he just seems like the glue guy. He seems like, like we just heard the story from Chris Paul before. Everybody's got the day off. I feel like Mikel's kind of texting everybody saying, hey, let's all get together anyway. You know, <laughs> boy, that feels real good right there, man. That was some real good hot sauce. No chunks? <laughs> My mouth is still watering. I wonder why. So badly in a good kind of way. It's amazing because Jay Crowder is Mikel Bridges, and Mikel Bridges is Jay Crowder. It's kind of like the dark side and the good side, <laughs> but both these guys go out and they play the game intentionally. They play the game with intensity, a furrowed brow, and yet all you do is see Mikael Bridges smiling the whole time. That's what I love about him the most. Jay Crowder, he's got the furrowed brow. He's got a frown on his face when he competes. Mikael Bridges, he's got a big grin. It feels like you talk more when you have hot sauce. <laughs> you guys, my mouth won't stop watering. What well, was you that, Maloney? Drank hot sauce. All right, you want another one? Oh, I, we should point out Maloney doesn't tell us what we're drinking. Cliff? She just walks in and gives it to us. Cliff Kingsbury winning Coach of the Year versus Monty Williams winning Coach of the Year. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Monty's gonna win. <laughs> oh God! Terrible. Um, <clears throat> you didn't even hear the question. I think Cliff Kingsbury is actually going to win. I do. No offense against Monty Williams, whom I love. But Cliff Kingsbury, I think he's going to win. And the reason being is because I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to win on Monday night. And I think they're so focused and so talented. And they have such great leadership inside that locker room that I see them winning out again. It's not a prediction. It's just a guess, ladies and gentlemen. But I see it with the talent. When I watch the tape and when I take the numbers and I superimpose those numbers over what it is that I'm watching, it backs it up. They are really, really good. So then if you are predicting that, Cliff Kingsbury winning Coach of the Year versus Kyler Murray winning MVP. I think Kyle. Wait, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> hmm. That one's like a meal in a shot glass. Wait, so I, do I have to answer as if it's Monty versus Kyler? Because I said Monty Williams is going to win. Or okay, Cliff Kingsbury winning Coach of the Year versus Kyler winning MVP. Um, I don't know what's worth. You got the chunky, didn't you? I did. Mm. I, I saved the chunky, thinking we were going to get there, and then Maloney's like, "No, we'll just keep going right through Burns and Gambo if we have to." I think Kyler Murray winning the MVP. I think that's the way they're going to go right there. I think it's going to be Kyler Murray winning the MVP. Um, I could easily see them winning out. Like I said, I could see that happening with this team. They're that good, that talented. And if, in fact, that's going to happen, Kyler's going to play well. And if Kyler plays well, he doesn't have to have the most passing yards in the NFL. He doesn't have to throw for the most touchdowns in the NFL. 
If they win out and they go 15-2 and two, and Kyler Murray plays like he's played all year, he's going to win the MVP. Uh, a, my lips are on fire. And B, I think they're going to get – Bill Belichick has given the voters who probably don't want to vote for Cliff as coach of the year enough reason to not vote for Cliff for yeah. coach of the year because the Patriots aren't going to lose a lot of games here down the stretch. So I, I, I think Kyler winning is more likely. That was hot takes. Um, I don't know why we do this. Maybe it's like a sign that we hate ourselves. I don't know. Yes. You're going to drink that last shot. Did you already drink it? No, I will. You're going to drink it during the break, aren't yes. you? Yes. You really need to get it together. I know. I still have one left. All right. Just watering. That was hot takes. Thank you, Maloney, I, I think. We'll come back and uh, <laughs> even know where we're going That's after this. That's a great idea. We got some sound from the Cardinals from practice today. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Circus. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Souls. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, final segment of the show. We're all good now. That one did taste like, what did I, what did I say during the break, Wolf? It was like a, it was like meatloaf in a shot glass with hot sauce on it. Uh, um, okay, here we go. Turn this up. Uh, do you have something you want to do or say <laughs> before we lose our minds with a little rage? Yeah, here, I got, oh. I've got some Jordan Hicks. Okay? Oh, you do? Yeah, I've got Jordan Hicks from okay. practice today. Of course, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Okay, so here we go. It's Jordan I'm- Hicks. Almost got Jordan in there in time, and then we... That part of the song. Okay, uh, give it to me, Jordan. This is, uh, they asked him today about, of course, the offseason getting to the point now where he's NFC Defensive Player of the Week heading into the game against the Rams. When I when I got in, you know, that situation, I had to look at myself and make a decision on if I was going to actually be that person or not. And so, uh, you know, I've Zavin is an amazing person, uh, going to be a great player in this league, and I've done everything I can to uh, just continue to build him up and, and bring him along and uh, teach him what I know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Jordan. Jordan Hicks. I, I I don't know if there's anybody I respect more inside that locker room than Jordan Hicks. Well, he was the one that had the strangest offseason or strangest training camp going right into the season, right? He could have gone sideways. He's kind of like the Cardinals' DeAndre Ayton and that he could have gone into the season and been a distraction or just been a non-factor. And he just explained right there how he avoided doing that. He, he is. He's becoming one of my favorite Cardinals um, because of how he handled all of this. And I totally understand what the organization was doing. I disagreed with it, and I did it vehemently for the most part. Yet at the same time, I understand it was a roll of the dice. It just didn't work the way that they thought it was going to work. And now you've got Jordan Hicks just developing – Zayvon Collins, the best thing that could possibly happen to me happened. The fact that Jordan Hicks would be your starter, he'd be able to groom Zayvon Collins, and guess what? You're 10-2. and two. The best thing that could possibly happen to the organization happened. I mean, if you told me that coming into the season, how, how often did I say, how often did you hear me talking about the fact that Zayvon Collins... This was going to be a tough, tough proposition for Zayvon Collins. How often did I talk about that, Maloney? 
lots. I mean, I don't remember anything before the last segment because I'm still swallowing oh, hot yeah, sauce. Oh, right, okay. but, but, yeah, I, it, that sounds like Did something you, you would say. Did you want to play something yeah, else? Yeah, well, I just, this is one more from Jordan Hicks talking about his mindset this offseason to prove the Cardinals wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, felt disrespected, right? Rebelling back. I felt disrespected. And uh, simple as that, I came in, you know, with a point to prove, you know, that this, I'm only in year seven, right? And I have a lot left in the tank. And, um, you know, that's my job. My job, if, if you're in that situation, any player across the league, if you're in that situation, your job is to prove them wrong, right? And that was my mindset, to come in um, and prove that, that, you know, they were making a mistake and, and that I was, I was I still have uh, a lot left in the tank to, to show on the field. I would say that's worked out pretty well. That has, once again, it has been beautiful. So much class coming from Jordan Hicks. And again, it could not have worked out any better as far as I'm concerned for Zayvon Collins, for the organization, for Jordan Hicks. All right, Rick has put together highlights of the week, so here they are. Monday. They're right there looking at you as you're broadcasting, and the fact that you can actually have a conversation <laughs> with a guy that is broadcasting, it's very unusual. Well, Chicago fans are usually pretty tame, and they never drink, so I don't think it's really an issue, right? <laughs> How Here's fast are you driving? Um, that's not pertinent to this conversation on the air where uh, police officers might be listening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> fast Let's enough. Stop. Tuesday. Well, they did win last night, 108-104. We'll obviously get more into that game throughout the show. Now they have a few days off before they play, uh, how do you say it, Boston? Wouldn't you say 0-0? Kind of a problem. Okay, what, soccer? Well, I'm just saying, sometimes in soccer, it goes 0-0. I don't even watch it. Did they call it a day? I thought it was nil or something. Okay, nil-nil. I really wish that Detroit's PA guy would introduce the team before games. They have, like, the pyrotechnics and the lights. It's like, hey, everybody, it's the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Wednesday. Straight up 2 o'clock, David Charles Burson. You know, you realize you need a seatbelt uh, for your chair because you're going to lose your gluteus maximus. You're going to lose your butt. It's going to get chewed so hard that you're going to start to slide down in the chair. And you need the seatbelt to stay up so you, so you can make sure you're seen and accounted for. If you'll entertain it, I have one more Frank Sanders question for you, Cliff, because he did get a tattoo in your honor last night. So wondering if you've ever had uh, something like that from a, another player. Uh, not a male. Why did Luke get fired as GM of the uh, the Cardinals? Well, yes. he got everything done in the first two hours with the mantra, it's not my money, so yes. everybody gets paid. Thank you. Thursday. Or as we used to say, fitty. You used to say that? You used to say it all the time. What, what stopped you from continuing? <laughs> well, if you want to experience, uh, I don't know, what it's like to play the game of football, you can actually do that right in your garage. Did you know that? Just go ahead and take the steel trash can and stick it right over you. Just just go ahead and stick it right over you and okay. then have your neighbor come and jack you to the ground. Daniel Levy, that's who wins those. for. Uh, so, first of all, thanks, Daniel, for your Son donation. Son of Marv. And uh, we can't confirm that. Friday. Luke is hanging out in Scottsdale on a Friday night. No, not this Friday night. This Friday night will be Glendale. Yeah. The Scottsdale of the... No, never mind. I'm out getting water for my kids. That's me. I'm water boy now. I took down 300 pounders. Now I get water for my kids. Dad, could you give me a cup of water, please? What? Okay. Chris, <laughs> that, I, I your love doing now. it. I do. Yeah. You know what? Are you kidding me? That and cranking the siren. And the I garden. say it every time I walk out of the room. Took down 300 pounders. <laughs> 
All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Aaron Maloney for producing Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gambo next right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.